Hello and welcome to the State News Sports Roundtable. I'm your host, as always, Eli McGowan. Today, I'm joined by the one, the only Jordan Nelson, who was a part of me in the 2021 Michigan State women's basketball season. We're here to break down as they get ready to start their season against Northwood this Sunday at an exhibition game before they get started on November 7th or the 9th. I actually tripping on the date right now. That, But I'm going <laughs> to... Jordan, how are we doing today, my man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm super happy to be on so glad to have you here we you know covering this team was a blast this is a team that brings in a back a lot nearly 90 percent of their scoring from a year ago they bring back nia Clowden, who was consensus big 10 all-american of all first team big 10 bring back eliza winston who was the x-factor for the squad and a whole group of players like mo joiner tori osmond Julia Arol, Alicia Smith, Tyre Parks, a group of, a group of that really led this team a year ago. They bring in some freshmen, D.D. Hagman, and a whole group of others that come in behind them, a very talented class. D.D. Hagman kind of leads that coming in the guard spot. But, Jordan, I want to ask you on this. What do you think this year after covering this team is to you the biggest factor for them as they try to grow and improve from last year? I think going forward, there are two big things, two big players, I think, that'll – really measure the success of this team. First one is Eliza Winston. I know last year she was kind of the X factor, but I feel like this year being a senior and the radar is going to be on Nia Cloud now, you know, last year she was kind of that underrated star. This year, you know, she's going to be known. So I feel like she's going to have to be there to pick up, you know, if Nia has a bad night or, you know, kind of be her second string, the the CJ McCollum to her Dame Lillard, if you will, to just pick it up, scoring, facilitating as well. Entire Parks, I think, too. Late last season, she came on really strong towards the end and really good in the tournament. And I think if she can bring that low post presence that'll match the amazing guard play that we have, then I think Michigan State will be a tough team to beat and, you know, repeat amazing outing that they had in the Big Ten tournament last year. I think Tyre Parks is one of those players that is key for them. I'm glad you brought that up. She is somebody, her low post presence, there's nobody that can guard her one-on-one in the Big Ten. She's too much of a, a, a too much of a physical basketball player to be able to contain her one on one. I think the biggest step for her is going to be passing out of double teams when they come their way because they're going to come mm-hmm. her way, and that was kind of her biggest thing was getting in double teams and trying to pass that ball out, maybe not making the right decision, making some turnovers at times, or maybe not getting the ball to the right spot. And if she can do that and then kind of help better a little bit on rotations on defense, getting getting to the next player quicker on rotations underneath the basket and just contest shots because she had her and Julia Arol both had some of the most emphatic blocks of the women's basketball season a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's something you can expect out of Tyre Parks. Julia Arol always surprised me seeing her get, get some of those. I mean, she's one of those, one of those players that when you watch, she gives me like a Derek Rose, John ja Morant kind of vibe where I feel like so scared when they jump in the air, when they flail their bodies around the way that she does, where I feel like is she going to tear an ACL? Is she going to land on an ankle? Like, <laughs> did you get that feeling at all? Yeah, your, your heart stops kind of because she plays so hard, too hard sometimes. And yeah, I think just, I just remember last year going to the Big Ten tournament and they came up huge. I mean, even us a little bit, we weren't expecting to stay in Indiana as long as we were, but they came through. And I mean, if it weren't for Clark on Iowa, I think we get through and go win the Big Ten Championship. You know, there's other big players on this team, too. Tori Osmond, Moira Moira Joyner, two other big key returners that I think, you know, give them space shooting for Nia Cloud and Eliza Winston to, you know, attack. Yeah, and I mean, 
Mo Joyner, I was just about to yeah, that that Iowa game, she put her heart and soul in the guarding, Kaylin Clark. Mm-hmm. And she kept Kaylin Clark in check for the first three quarters. I mean, really, and what, what kind of did them in was was they had a thin depth. I, I think Tyre Parks was out for that game for an injury, if I remember correctly. I think Tyre was either out or she was limited. Limited. And Moira was hurt, too. Moira was playing hurt, like coming off yeah. an injury. And Tori Osmond had just gotten hurt and was out for the game as well. And really, it was no joiner. And Julia Arault was still out as well. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of rest once they got there because it felt like when they were going to that Iowa game, there's like, okay, they're in the tournament. There's no worries now. It's, mm-hmm. you know, let's get through this game. And Mo Joyner played all of that, those three quarters, guarding her and kept Kaylin Clark in check. I think going into the se- the fourth quarter, she only had about 10, 12 points in that second mm-hmm. going into the fourth. Yeah. And it was really the center for Iowa. Her name's slipping me right now. Mm-hmm. That really, with mm-hmm. Tyre Parks not having that physical presence or not having that same mobility, really hurt them. And she, and she had, she kind of got Iowa up. And in the fourth quarter, you could tell Maura Joyner just, I mean, quite frankly, as we all would, guarding Kaylin Clark for four quarters, ran out of gas. And she, you know, just put the for three quarters. I mean, Mo Joyner is just, I mean, what she can do on the defensive end, she can play with the best of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, uh, you know, I like the center flow post combination we have. We have Tyre Parks with, you know, she's strong, you know, she brings that power. And then Alicia Smith was back for her grad year. You know, she's not as powerful and dominating down there, but she's longer and, you know, she can give rebounds and get blocks as well. She's got the finesse play around the rim too. She's got a clean ability to still score around the basket in different ways. She can, she can also stretch the floor a bit too, shoot the mid range. She can kind of stop and pop, turn around, hit a shot. She can do a lot of crafty little things underneath the basket. And Alicia Smith in transition is lethal. She was somebody in transition that was huge for Michigan State, whether it was running back on defense or on offense, running the court, just getting out, getting easy buckets. I mean, that the Alicia Smith was phenomenal at that. And they're gonna her entire park should be splitting minutes at the five this year. They both kind of bring a unique thing. And I think either of them would start on a lot of Big Ten teams. Mm-hmm. But two of them are gonna be really key, I think, that they stay healthy because that's gonna be a dominant play at the five. And can really help Susie Merchant still, I think, with Alicia Smith, especially in Tiger Parks, kind of, especially when Alicia Smith's on the floor, kind of play that positionless basketball like she liked to do a year ago a bit. Mm-hmm. When you have so many wings that are interchangeable, like Tori Osmond, Mo Joyner, Julia Aroll, you can play them two through the four, really, if you want to. And that allows them to do a lot of positionless basketball. You have Eliza Winston and Nia Cloud, and then you can play at the one and do some interesting things with. And it can get interesting with that lineup that they've got with Lisa Smith on the floor. Then Tiger Parks, you can kind of get that old school, get in the paint, let her go, and do some interesting things. But let's let's move on to Nia Clown for, for and Eliza Winston. I think that was one thing that Susie Merchant so many times throughout last year emphasized was that Nia Clown needed that Batman. And at times, and she kind of challenged Eliza Winston specifically on that. And she had her moments. She had her game, especially early on in the season. She had it. Then she kind of went through a slump, but then she brought it back on towards the end of the year. And, you know, this was a season for Eliza Winston in that last game where after the game, she was devastated. You know, uh, Eliza Winston had a few open good looks at the end of the game. To, she had to get a, a look to uh, tie the game and go into overtime. That was a good look off the inbound. And she had a good look at it, but didn't go her way. And, you know, she missed, she had some layups that she just missed on and that could have maybe brought it closer. And then Susie Merchant talked about after the game, she like hands her face. She feels like she lost the game. And Eliza Winston, I, right after that game was in, you, she was post pictures of her in the gym, working out, working on her game and working with coaches, going around the country, working with a variety of trainers. And 
I, it feels like this is the year Eliza Winston had her breakout year last year, but this feels like the year that she's going to solidify her status as a star in this league. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can definitely tell. I remember that too. After the game, she was, you could tell she was, you know, hurt and felt like she had lost the game, but you could also tell she's hungry. She's hungry to get back out there and kind of prove herself again, you know, to try and kind of avoid the slumps, you know, and it doesn't have to be scoring, you know, she had, a, I think a few games last year in the tournament where she had almost 10 assists several times. So I think that would be the emphasis. I think this year would be on passing and facilitating and you know she's so fast she can go to the basket whenever she wants so I think also one of those players that like you know she like you said gets to the basket and she is that hunger you know you could say you know when you have players that kind of go in and out you could people maybe question an effort thing I don't think anyone ever questioned Eliza Winston's effort Mm -hmm. one time her effort was always there especially on the defensive end I remember when she came in as a freshman I covered the first game out when I was a freshman three years ago pre-pandemic time then but I remember when I asked about Eliza Winston when she played in one of the first games of the season, she got some minutes, like I think like 15, 20 minute kind of garbage time minutes and she played a good amount. And I remember watching her, she showed out and you could tell right then and there, when I think it's against Detroit Mercy. She, she had the talent and you could see the flashes. And I remember asking some, some of the players about her, about Eliza Winston, wrote a story on her then. And they told me, they're like, Eliza Winston is by far the most annoying player I've ever had to play against. Because she plays hard, she's fast, she's up in your face, she's going to play tough defense. And, you know, she's not the most physically imposing player. She's not going to be somebody that is going to be able to, you know, take on some of the bigger, you know, like last year's it was uh, Ashley Jones, Diamond Miller for Maryland, who kind of like took took her in and really, or not Ashley, or Ashley Jones actually for it was for Iowa State, I believe. I, where did I getting that name? Ashley Jones, sorry, that was, yeah, that was Iowa State. Ashley Jones, that was a player for Iowa State, not Maryland, but... It was actually Wusu that I was thinking of. Sorry, I got the ashes mixed up there. Both of those, both guards kind of took it into her. They were more physical, kind of getting the paint. And she's not the most physical player, but I think she definitely got in the weight room and worked on that. But she is someone who's pesky, and she's she's got a hunger. And I think last year she was someone who was also challenged, really, to shoot the ball. But also, you need to rein in the shot selection. There was, And that's a very hard thing as a player to kind of rein in. And I think she struggled with that. You know, Susie Merchant, the coaching staff, telling her to shoot. But then at the same time, there were some shots where you're sitting there and you're kind of like, that wasn't a great shot. And you're like, you want her to shoot, but you don't want to discourage her from, you know, taking those good shots. But like, if she takes a bad one, you still have to, you know, do it. And I think she struggled with that a year ago. But it does feel like you said the hunger is going to be real this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that is a very hard line to walk for players. You know, when are you being too aggressive? When are you being not aggressive enough? But I think she definitely, she has it, you know, like you said, at times, you know, she's so hungry out there. And then other times, you know, you can tell she hesitates and then swings the ball on a wide open three. But I think that ability to drive and kick is something you can't teach that. You can't teach speed. And yeah. you can't teach the mentality she has. So I think it'll be a, day, a breakout season for her. Real quickly, before we get into a season prediction here, I, I, I'm really excited to watch D.D. Hagman as well as a five-star freshman out of the Detroit area. She, listening to her, she's kind of got that same, she's got a really, a lot of energy around her. Someone who plays really hard and has a similar skill set to Eliza Winston when she came in, but it feels like Dee Dee Haven's a little bit more refined a little bit in terms of her ability on offense. We'll see on defense if she can hold up, but I think she's going to be a very interesting player off the bench that can bring a spark to this offense too. She should be. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, she'll definitely be, you know, that person they pass the torch to 
you know, be the next Nia Cloud and be the next Eliza Winston. And that's a big thing too. Uh, you know, they were already leaders last year, but I think we had, yeah, they had Rodrika Cook last year really as one of their major leaders. And I think this year, you know, Nia Cloud and Eliza Winston will take her place, you know, and kind of coach along the younger generation. And I think we're in good hands for the foreseeable future. Let's get to the season prediction. This was an interesting one. The preseason polls from the coaches came out in the Big Ten Conference. Michigan State was not listed in the top five, which this is going to be a very competitive conference in the Big Ten. But to me, I think that this Michigan State team is getting a little – somehow, once again, I think getting a little bit slighted considering how much they've returned. And then the Big Ten has returned a lot. Maryland's always going to be Maryland. Indiana brought back a lot. Michigan brings back Nas Hillman, the player of the year. Iowa brings back the other – like – freshman of the year in the big 10 and Halen Clark, who arguably could have won player of the year nationally and in the big 10, if it wasn't for Nas Hillman in the big 10. And, you know, so there's a lot of teams in this conference and you go down the list, Ohio state's going to be one of a good team still. I think Northwestern's going to have some fight in them. This is going to be an interesting team, but it does feel like there's a little bit of a slight. And I, I I'll start with this one. I think that this is a team that is has the potential with the star power of Nia Cloudon, the star power of the things that the stars align and things come together this feels like a team to me that can make a run at the final four and be the first one since the early two thousands to me. I agree. I agree. You know, uh, it is a really tough conference, um, but we're not even preseason top 25, right? No, they're 27. Yeah. 27. I, I think that's ridiculous considering what we did in the big 10 tournament last year. Um, like you said, Maryland will be Maryland, but I, and Michigan has Nas Hilton. I really think, MSU I think we can get top two or three in the conference I honestly think and I think we can I give it worst we go sweet 16 this and this is one of those things like if Nia Cloud gets her Liza Winston you know they're gonna need that second score you know this is something I do think that they I think this is a team that makes the tournament I feel pretty confident in that and I think the Big Ten gets a lot of teams in the tournament this year but this is a team that could struggle if they get some injuries like any other team could but this does feel like a team that should comfortably get into the second weekend. I feel like in a lot of ways, if they can stay healthy and if Eliza Winston emerges, I feel like this is a team that easily gets into the second weekend. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think last year, their record really didn't reflect how good of a team they were because they went through a slump. Uh, Was it to start the year or was it the middle of the year? I forget. I think they had a rough patch where they lost a few games they should have won. Yeah. There was a rough, a rough patch right there in the middle of the season where, you know, and Michigan State had a tough schedule. They had a tough row where they played a lot of top 25 opponents, Northwestern winning one of them, Rutgers being one of them, Indiana being one of them, Michigan being one of them, where all four games outside – and Maryland, they had a little bit of a blowout, but Indiana, they were leading going into the fourth quarter, lost mm-hmm. that one. Michigan, right in at the whole game and had a lead going at some point in the fourth quarter, lost that one. Rutgers was leading at points in that game, came back and had the lead, lost it. Northwestern right there the whole game they made a big comeback in the Northwestern game if I remember correctly I think that was the one they made a big comeback in and just just right on that edge and it it felt like last year they were just one it was always one play away one thing Mm -hmm. away and so they finally got to the Big Ten tournament started to put together and then injuries there at the end it got people limited and it just felt like against Iowa State I mean Ashley Jones got what she wanted in that game I believe she had close to 40 points in that one and they really just didn't have anyone to guard her. I mean, and I do think this is where the team is going to miss Janae Crooms coming off the bench or in starting in a lot of cases for them. 
Janae Crooms was somebody who was a pass first defensive energy kind of point guard that could lead the offense, allow Nia Clown to play off the ball. And I think Eliza Wins can allow Nia Clown to play off the ball, but Janae Crooms, what she brought defensively could really help out. And, and you know, Nia Clown and Eliza Winston are going to have to step up and be a little bit more physical, a little more ability to be able to guard against players like Ashley Jones um, and players like that in this league, but it's going to, or in the NCAA tournament, because they're going to face them at some point in time. Definitely, definitely. Well, Jordan, I appreciate you coming on. You can catch Jordan, his work now over at the LSJ. You can catch me at the State News as a sports editor. Appreciate you coming on, Jordan, and we'll catch you all next time. Yes, thank you.